Great day. It's your boy Brooklyn Boone, and you are now tuning into How You Holding Up, the podcast, of course. And for those of you who are just now tuning in for the first time, or even if you are a returning listener, I want to know, how are you holding up? Now, before you answer, before you respond, you guys know the drill. Really take in this moment to ask yourself, how are you doing? How has your day been? How is your day going? How has your week been or your weekend? Whenever you're listening to this, just consider up to this point in life, how are you holding up? Now, I know for me, life hasn't always been flower fields or cherry trees or anything like that, you know? Life hasn't always been sweet in certain moments because as I reflect now, it's like life has always been great. There have been moments where it's like, okay, dag, life is so rough. I'm getting down on myself. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm broke. I don't have the means to do X, Y, Z. My mental isn't there. My spirit doesn't feel right. I feel like I just want to give up. Why is this happening to me? But I've come to realization that it's happened for me. It was happening to me to happen for me. You know, so I definitely want you guys to just consider so many different factors of life. You know, you might not see it now, but the reward is always greater than the risk. And vice versa, the risk can always be greater than the reward. It just depends on your perspective. You know? Just a little check-in with you guys. <laughs> so, a lot of you may not know that I have a beautiful baby girl on the way. Her expected due date is October the 18th of 2023, this year. It's a few weeks after my birthday. Mine is September 23rd, so what a blessing in its entirety. I've waited so many years of my life to get to this moment, and I'm, I'm absolutely excited. Some of you may know that I have a saying that the more excited that I am about something, the more confident I am, and I feel super confident because I am super excited. Now, for me, I ask a lot of men who I see with their child or with their spouse, wife, you know, what's it like for you being a dad? Because, of course, I don't know, you know. And I ask them, and the most responses that I get would be, man, it's, it's life-changing. And I'm starting to see it. Uh, like, I, I realize it, but then they say, no, it's different when, you know, you see her moving around in your wife's stomach and, you know, you feel her, you see the ultrasounds, the sonograms, you know, things like that. But once that child is born and you're holding him or, in my case, when you're holding her, it's something that. It's something that changes you. Now, a person can change, absolutely. But that's like plastic surgery. It changes your features. 
It doesn't change who you are internally. Just, just changes your features on the outside. But for me, I want to grow internally. Now, some would say that you can have one without the other. Some can say you can't have one without the other. But me, I want both of them. <laughs> I want to grow mainly, first and foremost. I want to grow. I want to grow as a man. I want to grow as a father. I want to grow as a husband. I want to grow as a person. As an employer, as a employee. I want to grow and I want to see my family grow. What does change and growth mean to you? What does it mean to you? I've had moments in life where I've grown. I've had moments in life where things change. Have I changed? Of course I have. I went through puberty. <laughs> so I've changed. My voice changed, my facial features, my my physique has changed. But have I grown? I now have a perspective of it's not just me anymore. Those of you who are parents know. Those of you who are a spouse, whether a husband or a wife, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know I've had failed relationships. I'm speaking for myself. I know someone can relate, but this is for me right now. I'm going to get to the point, but I've had failed relationships. And when you know better, you do better. We would hope, of course. Those failed relationships were centered on I like you, you like me, or I lust you, you lust me, or sometimes I love you, you love me. All right, you mine, I'm yours. But then I understood that that's possession. And with possession comes control. And if you can't control something, it makes you angry, makes you insecure, it makes you less than, it makes you more of, it makes you, it creates this identity for you that it can tear you down. I gave up the need to control because I realized that I can only control what I can control. 
But in order for me to have the best results, I had to give it to God. And I want to make a point that in the Bible, it states the order of a family. God, husband, wife, child, or children. I had to give up control on what and who I can control. I had to give it to God because I was doing things my way, what I thought was right. Sometimes it worked, most times it didn't, which is why I had, I have failed relationships. I kid you not, I started becoming more intentional with my dating life. I decided that I'm going to go into the next relationship with intentions of what I want, who I am, what my plan is and are and will be. I had to understand that people have faults because for a majority of my life, I was just dating girls to cope. I was doing many things out of coping, looking for that missing piece. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was getting love at home. So, okay, let me confide in this woman right here. And it failed because I had growing to do. I can change women, but I wasn't growing to actually elevate that woman. So failed relationships was what I had. Circumstances changed, okay. I didn't grow. So I was stagnant with the same mindset, with the same emotional traits that I've come to inherit. I've always knew I was meant to be much more, but I didn't realize, I didn't understand what it took for me to get to the point of growth, of seeing that man in fruition. I didn't see it. I changed cities, states, homes, jobs. But most of those times I wasn't growing from those experiences until recently when I changed my mindset. Once I grew from those circumstances, once I was fed up with where I was in life. Having a child is teaching me this. Starting a family is teaching me this. It's a process. For those of you who know, you know how a woman gets pregnant. So we're going to skip that step. <laughs> but first, before you get a woman pregnant, it's a talking stage. 
then guys get intimate. Then it happens, <laughs> whether planned or unplanned. You find out that the woman is pregnant. And of course, there's the conversation whether you're going to keep it or you're not going to keep it. Of course, there's that conversation. We decide to keep it. So now, some women are different, you know, with the first trimester. They have the nausea. They have the morning sickness. They have the unlimited drooling and spitting. <laughs> they can't keep nothing down food-wise or even drink-wise. You know, they get headaches. They get, you know, they go through the motions. You know, you, you know that she's pregnant, but you don't see the child showing in her stomach automatically off rip. Months go by. Well, days go by. Weeks go by. Months go by. And you start seeing that woman show. You start seeing the child developing. You start seeing it. And that woman starts to change. But then you also realize that that woman is growing because now not only is she growing, but that child is growing. And then as you're observing it, you went from, okay, no signs of being pregnant to now you see signs of pregnancy. You start seeing the signs of change. You start seeing the signs of growth. And then boom, nine months after, a child is here. So now, that gets me thinking, what if I, what if we approached life like that? Hear me out. You set the intentions of, listen, I want this out of life. I want this job. I want this career. I want this opportunity. I want this car. I want this amount of money in my bank account. I want this relationship with God. I want this relationship with my peers. So you set the intentions to have that. Then you plan for it. Okay, well, how do I go about getting this, obtaining this? Okay. Now, once you understand the plan that you have mapped out, you start working on it. You start seeing it develop. You start seeing it change. You start seeing it grow days after, weeks after, months after. In some cases, years after. But you see the efforts that you are making. You see the strides that you are taking. You see the development of your brand, of 
yourself of that item, of that endeavor. You see it and you know it. You know it's there. But now you consistently and constantly want to be present for it because you know at the end of it, at the end of that that birth, at the end of that moment, once it goes into labor, you know that something is going to be birthed so beautifully that you created, that you helped create. And it makes you want to be so much more than what you already are or who you already are or were. It gives you a whole new confidence. And then once you see it, you're like, wow, I created this. I had something to do with this magnificent gift. And those of you who have been pregnant before, ladies, gentlemen, if you have been pres present in a pregnancy, if you have a child or children, you know that, yo, this is amazing. I can't believe it. You muster up that courage. And then from the fathers that I've had conversation with, they like, yo, listen, it changed me for the best. It helped me love more, it helped me become more patient, it helped me figure things out, it helped me become a problem solver, it helped me look at life in a different point of view. I was driving a car first and I was only looking through my windshield. There would be traffic, so occasionally I would look in my side mirrors. But then I had to understand that I got to look in my passenger seat. So while I'm looking out that, that passenger side mirror, I got to look over and check and make sure that the passenger is good. And then once you keep going, now I got to make sure that the rear of me is good. So now I got to look in the rear view mirror and I got to check that back seat and make sure that that passenger back there is good. Because I'm driving this car, and I have to make sure that we get to our destination safely because it all falls in my hand. It is my responsibility to drive this car at a great speed, very caution, cautious, pardon me. I have to make sure that there's gas in the car. I got to make sure that the oil is changed. I got to make sure that the transmission is running. I got to make sure that the brakes are good. I got to make sure that the headlights are on. I got to make sure that the taillights are good. I got to make sure that it's clean inside. I got to make sure that that maintenance is good. I got to make sure that this car is running because I have to get this car to its next destination with the passengers that are in it. I have given birth to an idea of this podcast. And of course, 
I created in the physical realm, but God created it. He had to see me grow. When it comes to order, <clears throat> it's God first. I consult with him first. God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that I need to do? Help me figure this out. He then gives me direction. I express that direction with my wife now. Babe, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I feel like I need to be doing. She gives her input. How can we make it better? That, that's growth. For me, that's growth. I've always had a one-track mind. Oh, I'm going to do it regardless. Whether you win or whether you're not. But I'm going to do it. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. I stepped back, so everything is sanitized here. <laughs> Shout-outs to the Humidifier Gang, too. Word. That's been helping me right now. For real, for real. <laughs> um... I have to make sure that it goes to God first, then it comes to me, and I express it with my wife. How can I make this thing better? How can I get this car going? We have another passenger on board with our daughter. Celeste is her name. Heavenly Scent. Beautiful name. Oh, man, I'm excited to see baby girl. Whew, I'm excited. But that is the order. God first. He is the center of everything. He is the transmission. Then me. Then my wife. Then our child. I said all that to say this. No matter what you do. Make sure that you have a destination. Focus on the road ahead. Look out for the obstacles, left, right, forward, backwards. But you drive and you stay in your lane. Look out for those who are in the car with you. Pay attention who to, to the people who just want to be passengers and Pay attention to the people who can actually help you along the way of your destination, of the route you are taking. Support system is everything. We had a baby shower for Celeste Saturday, August 12th, and it was a beautiful outcome. So much support. Friends, I'll take that back. Family, friends co-workers, brothers, sisters. There was so many people involved and the outcome was beautiful. So many people traveled from far and wide and it was beautiful. But of course, I have to make sure that I am responsible for my car and the passengers in it. I have to make sure that the hitchhikers 
not every hitchhiker can come. You guys have seen movies, hitchhikers, it always ends out bad. So you got to be very selective of who you allow in your car because it's not just you in that car anymore. It's not just me driving this car. Well, riding in this car. I'm driving, which means I have to be aware of everything. Roadkill, hitchhikers, objects on the road that can cause a flat. Got to make sure I keep a spare in the trunk. But I got to keep going. I got to make sure that this vehicle is in constant motion. We can park. We can pull over. But I got to make sure that it keeps going. And that is the growth in me. That is the change that I see. I hope if you guys are asking for change that you're also asking for growth. Whatever it is that you're doing, do it with intentions. I've said this in my documentary, Story of My Life, that my life is bigger than me. And now, my life really is bigger than me. I was once told that it's not selfish to be selfless. Well, wasn't that selfish? <laughs> What does family, what does family mean to you? What does change and growth mean to you? Be excited about something. Give birth to something. Be present. Give birth to an idea. Once that idea has been intentionally conceived, be present for it. Watch it change. Watch it grow. Watch it develop. Put your best foot forward. And make sure that the not so best foot is following right up. Because you got to stand on it. Have balance. Have people who hold you accountable. Formulate a community that is supportive in your needs and your wants and your vision. Keep God first. That is the order that was ordained. God, husband, wife, child. Be patient, though. Just because you find out that girl is pregnant doesn't mean she's going to have the, the baby that same day. Be patient. Be excited. To know that, yo... At the end of this, at the end of this, this, this pregnancy, oh, a beautiful baby girl or a baby boy is going to be born. Treat your ideas like that. Treat your endeavors like that. Treat your job like that. Treat your life like that. Treat yourself like that. There are complications in pregnancies. There's three trimesters. Not every woman has an easy pregnancy. Some do, some don't. So if you're one of those who are having a hard time figuring the birth of this idea out, 
be patient with yourself. You don't want to cause more complications, especially if you already know or think that it's complicated. Keep your hindsight vision on point, sharp. Because you can learn in a situation, if not for you in that moment, for somebody else. That's where community comes in. Find out other people's experiences. Then inform them on yours or vice versa. Inform them of yours and then find out theirs or you can find out theirs and then inform them of yours. But ultimately share it. It's the only way we can grow. All in all, I appreciate you guys. I thank you guys. I thank you all. I thank God. I am holding up amazingly. Every time I speak with you guys, to you guys, everything else goes out the window. I promise you. If I had some form of worry, I don't worry anymore when I'm speaking to you guys. And I thank you all. I have a scripture, actually. I have a scripture for you guys. I saved it the other day, and it was just so vital to me. Like, all of that sums this up right here. It reads from 2 Corinthians 1. And this is primarily the reason that this podcast was created. Because I want you guys to know that you are not alone. I want you guys to know that my song, Holding Up, came from a place and it comes from a place of a person who thought they were alone for so many years and moments in his life. But I understood and I understand now that my life is bigger than me and that I always, always had support. I always had love. I always had strength. If it wasn't from someone physical that was intentionally showing me, then I had it from God. And I want to read this. It comes from 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. I'm reading from the New International Version. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. I am not a blessing if I cannot bless others. I'm going to say that again. I am not a blessing if I cannot bless others. The chorus of my song, Holding Up, goes, you ain't got to check on me. I'm holding up. And I meant that because I realized that people don't have to check on me, but I'm holding up. Just know I'm good. Even if you don't wonder or think. Well, I wonder if Boone is good. I wonder if Jared is good. You don't have to. You ain't got to check on me. I'm holding up because God got me. He gives me that comfort that I longed for so many years of my life. When, when I was looking to cope in many different women, I failed. My relationships failed because I was looking for it from them. 
when ultimately I should have been looking for it from God because seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. That's Matthew 6, 33. If I would have seeked him first, everything that I was looking for would have followed. But now that I know, now that I know I get comfort from God because I was looking for the comfort from others and I didn't receive it as I wish I would have or thought I could have, I receive it from God and that's why he is the center of everything. He doesn't have to convince me anymore that he is real and he has done everything for me, through me, and to me, and with me. I don't have to plead a case to you guys for you to know what he has done for me, but I cannot be a blessing if I don't bless you guys with my experience. Romans 5, 1 through 6, through trials, tribulations, and experiences, I give you guys my testimony, hoping that you realize and understand that God is genuinely real and he is actually here for us. There are people like you who have gone through something in your life that can help someone else get through it. But you have to be willing to do it. When you listen to this, it all makes sense. Talk soon. God bless. Have a great day. You have tuned in to How You Holding Up, the podcast with me, Brooklyn Boone, or formerly known as <laughs> Jared. Thank you guys so much. DM me. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube, How You Holding Up, underscore the podcast. Follow the official Instagram, the official TikTok, how you holding up underscore the podcast. I'll leave a voice note link where you guys can send questions or you can DM me. You can comment. If you have my number, reach out. Let's talk. Don't forget, check out the single, How You Holding Up. Pardon me. I'm thinking about the podcast still. <laughs> Check out the single streaming on all music platforms. Holding up by me, Brooklyn Boone. Until then, make sure you're holding up. Love yours. Check on yours.